Welcome to Women in Venture Capital. I'm Roshvina, a student at Harvard Business School with prior experience in finance and more recently venture capital in Africa. And I am Anvita, Harvard Business School class of 22. I've actively worked in VC and tech startup space. Our mission at Women in Venture Capital is simple: increase the representation of women in the VC industry through awareness and engagement. So join us as we engage with women establishing their presence in VC. Our guest today is Temi Ransom Kuti. Temi is currently pursuing her MBA at Harvard Business School. She is a venture senior associate at Nigeria-based fund First Check Africa. She has worked at B2B e-commerce platform Top Up Mama in Kenya and at venture firms We Capital and Axion Venture Lab. She started her career in consulting at Bain and Company and holds a bachelor's in economics from Wharton. Thank you so much for joining us on the show today, Tammy. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Um and just for uh, our listeners, I see Tammy on campus all the time, so this is actually <laughs> a really nice session. Um so jumping right in, I talked that you started your career at Bain. So can you tell us a little bit about that experience? and why you made the decision to explore venture capital after i believe you did a fellowship program with parity yeah so i knew even before joining bain that i wanted to be in the entrepreneurial space in africa that really started with my trips to lagos nigeria where most of my family is based and i would see small businesses that would grow over time And so at the time I was like okay I'm really interested in maybe this idea of an accelerator or incubator um looking at companies like Endeavor that I thought were really interesting but I went into consulting because I wanted to be more comfortable with numbers I've always like not loved finance not loved numbers and so I was like let me just dive into quantitative data be able to break down a business model on the spot and figure out what drives it and i did learn all of that but in reality my experience at bain was very tough and i think the lessons that i got there were not what i expected um the role definitely made me feel like at times i had to prove myself um because i always felt like i was never really great at the job trying to overcompensate and i think after making it through i began to realize the importance of protecting my confidence and i think that is really interesting in venture capital because as you know it's all about conviction it's all about you know having the confidence to be able to have an opinion sometimes be wrong and so funny enough that lesson from bain actually ended up being really meaningful um in venture and i would go to wharton's africa business forum pretty frequently as a student and then as an alum and i met founders there who were kind of growing their businesses and they all complained about capital this was around like 2013 2014 and it was just like the main pain point and so i realized i think if i want to move the needle for these founders i need to be able to give them capital and that's how i kind of learned about venture capital and ended up deciding to pivot there after after bain and so i did parity which was kind of my first step was really great with reviewing um different pitch decks and getting to see businesses but also I did black vcs breaking into venture program and that was great just to share what's the industry and um what are the ins and outs and how should I think about navigating it 
That sounds great. And it actually flows really well into my next question. Um, so I mentioned some of the funds you worked at. So really curious to know more about your early stage venture experiences. So at Axion and We Capital, um, and now I guess First Check as well. Yeah. So Axion was my first official VC role. Um, they were their VC arm in a nonprofit Axion. We focus on fintech and financial inclusion in the U.S. and emerging markets. And I learned so much from this team. I loved it. And it made me realize how huge of a learning curve VC is because we were focused in fintech. There is just so much more to fintech than I even realize. And I think that was really helpful that I got to deep dive into one industry. Um, but I also got to see models from across the world, which I thought was cool because while I was focused in Africa, I was thinking about, okay, what are lessons from India, from Southeast Asia, from marginalized communities in the US that can be applied? Um, my experience at We Capital was very different in that it was a first time fund. And so with that, you're seeing, I think, a lot more hustle to try and prove um, out there like theories and thesis, trying to get the best deals. And I learned so much through that team around the art of sourcing, staying close to the ground, seeing how different what you see on TechCrunch or in the news can be from like the actualities. And that made me realize the importance of having a local presence and staying connected, not just with founders, but with developers, with um, engineers, product managers, different people on the team. Um, and so I think my learnings that we were really, really interesting and both very different. Um, I would highly recommend grad students if they're doing VC to try and work at as many different funds as possible because each one has something that they're really good at. And I think it's great to kind of see different practices. Um, I just started working at First Check and the team is amazing. Um, and with them, we focus on female founders in Africa, early stage. And I think working with two managing partners who are one is like a longtime investor. She's done a ton of different work um, in the industry. And the other is the CEO of Picky Vest. You get a lot of learnings from them, um, from both of their um, expertise. And so that's been cool as well. Great. And and just a follow-up question to that, Tammy. Um, yeah. Have you noted any major differences in working at funds in the US versus, let's say, Nigeria? Um, I would say it's hard to tell because they were also in different phases. Um, I think that the funds that I have worked with in Nigeria are first-time funds. Um, and so there's a lot more hustle a lot more um, startup feel because you're trying to create processes, you're trying to scale operations. Um, if you're lucky enough to be getting a ton of deal flow, you're trying to figure out how to effectively manage it. And I mean, from talking with peers in the US, some people are just doing sourcing and that's like it. But for me, I had to do a lot of fun operations um, and be hands-on with portfolio management, et cetera. Um, Axiom was a bit of an anomaly because we also had a constraint of being under nonprofit in our second fund. So there was a lot to do, um, but there was a lot more structure than maybe the first time funds that I was working with, just purely because they've been around for, for a longer period of time and been able to scale. 
Yeah, I completely agree. I did a summer um, for Future Africa at a time where they were just starting off. Like a lot of funds right now on the continent yeah. are just started. Um, so it, it really feels like a, the intersection of a VC firm and a startup, um, mm -hmm. which I think is really exciting. Yeah, it's it's interesting how um, informal some engagements are. For example, like at Axion, we would have regular calls with um, peer investors to kind of make sure we're routinely checking in. Whereas with the funds in Nigeria, it's just like WhatsApp banter, like Twitter, kind of using these more um, social media means of getting deal flow. And I think both are really effective. Um, um, and interesting, but that like off, like out of work kind of casual interactions, I think matter a lot too, which is the same in the US, but I think it's even more informal in, in Africa. Yeah, uh, one observation I had is just with regards to what you just said is, I think the data system, the data infrastructure for VC, just like all the established databases that we have in the US are four more established, like mature right now. I think it's yeah. just starting to build off in, in Africa. So a lot of the interactions end up being informal because it's just being constructed right now. Yeah, um, amazing. Yeah, and so you talked um, about fintech, but really curious if there are any trends or themes that are excited about in the innovation space. Yeah, I think in terms of themes, I touched on this, but I'm really, really focused on female founders. And it's not really a theme, but it is an issue that I'm focused on, on having gender equity in the VC space, the founder space, even the LP space. Um, and so it's a really exciting trend to see women who were leaders in well-known startups such as Kobo360 or even companies like Uber who've now taken the lead to start their own business. Um, and so I think that trend will hopefully continue and it'll be great to kind of see who emerges um, from that. I think another one that I'm interested in is climate change. And that's when I think we're starting to have more discussions around, um, I mean, the data is really compelling with this. It's like five out of 10 of the countries most impacted by climate change are in Africa. And so I think, you know, at, at school, we we think about, you know, sustainability as like, you know, putting the right trash in the right like containers. And like, there are a lot of, obviously a lot of efforts behind the scenes, but for these countries, I think it's even more life and death as you're thinking about like locust plagues, like national natural disasters, um, having to move from where you've lived because of issues that um, are caused by climate. And so I'm curious to see what innovations come out of it um, from the people who are most impacted by it. Um, then the last one I think is probably around like smaller emerging markets in Africa. So I think Silicon Zanzibar is a really interesting example of like the public and private sector working together in Zanzibar to attract businesses. And who knows what, what it'll mean, right? Like, are we all gonna be living on this island off the coast of Tanzania? No one knows, but at the same time, I still appreciate that governments are thinking creatively about how to attract talent, businesses, and also innovation um, where they might've not gotten attention otherwise. Um, as the co-host of Women in VC, I have to say, investing in women founders is definitely a, a theme um, yes. that I'm all for. 
Um, mm. And in terms of climate, I, I couldn't agree more. So it, it's something that I've been having conversations with people on and looking at um, because a lot of industries are tied into climate resilience and climate adaptation in Africa. So you have agri-tech, food tech, just because yeah. 60 to 70 percent of the people are still linked to agriculture in some shape or form. And like you said, yeah. it's not just you know, to make things slightly better is their entire livelihoods are tied to it. And so they're more vulnerable to a lot of the aftermath like effects of, of climate change. So I definitely think it is a very interesting and definitely a very impactful sector to be looking at. Um, yeah, yeah. Awesome. So um, just to wrap up the conversation, Tammy, so you touched on it a little bit, but um, can you share some advice for women to, uh, who are looking to break into venture capital? I know you mentioned getting some experience at different funds, but anything else that you would like to um, tell our listeners? Yeah, I would say um, the big advice is to do the job before doing the job. And I think a lot of people's follow-up question is, what does that mean? And so it means a few things. One, meet with founders and figure out how to help them. Um, don't be afraid to cold call and reach out. I think a lot of founders are grateful to have free support, free advice, free um, pairs of eyes. And so this summer, what I would do is I would host office hours where I set aside two hours a week where I talk to four founders about an issue that they were facing. Um, and that's just kind of a way to build a community of founders that you know and honestly, if you do that and it expands, VCs will follow um, because they're like the, the founders are actually what matters. Um, but I also say the second thing is to develop some sort of investment thesis, um, some perspective on an industry or business model and have a perspective and don't hesitate to share that perspective. Um, and I started out by more so just having an informational thesis of like, this is how this industry is, agriculture. That was my first one. Um, and like, these are the trends. These are the startups. Um, this is why I think it's important. Um, but now it's kind of evolved into like, what do I think the winners in this space will be have kind of narrowed in on like B2B platforms and food tech. And it's kind of gotten more refined um, to the point where I would hope some people disagree with me because I think that causes more discussion. Um, and it also makes me feel like I'm having an actual opinion versus just saying something that everyone agrees with. And so the more you work on that, I think the more conversation, meaningful conversations you can have with investors. Then I would say to not be shy about your superpower and whatever that is. It's really, really hard to kind of declare what that is to you internally. And I think some people might think disregard things that they think are unrelated to VC, but that may make them best prepared for VC. So maybe it's where you're from, where you grew up, um, where you lived, like maybe you were the oldest of like, I don't know, like five, six siblings, like something about your personal life that not everyone can relate to, I think ends up being um, really powerful and something you can leverage to kind of say, no, I have a distinct voice because I've had X, Y, Z experience. Um, but that comes through kind of self-reflection, but also talking with people and seeing what kind of resonates. Um, so it's tough, but I think worth when you do find it and declare it, 
it can be really powerful to people around you and I think is great in VC. That's some amazing advice. Um, you're actually the third person in three days to mention to me the importance of being a VC before joining a VC. It's it's a yeah. very interesting um, industry. But yes, like having that information, that value add that you can bring to, um, because at the end of the day, VC is a very small industry. So yeah. they're really looking for people who can add some value. And if it's not industry expertise, it's like you, like you said, you build a thesis around something and then feel free to share it with them. Um, yeah. Awesome. Tammy, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, it's early morning. So thank you for waking <laughs> up and joining us. Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me.